Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Those don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. This is Funny Like Clown Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Worth. We're exploring the history of comedy here, June 20th, 2022. This is episode 154. As always, today's episode is brought to you by G Vegas Buffalo Sauce. Go to www.gvegas.webs.com. Put the whammy jam in your mouth. And um, yeah, man, we're, we're exploring the history of comedy. And today we're going uh, way back. Well, not way back, I guess. Uh, a recent way back and talk about uh, Mr. Bobby Slayton. And, uh, you know, what can I say about Bobby other than, um, you know, when, when I first saw his comedy, a uh, corporate comic came to mind where, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's where the money, if you're, if you're a comic, you want to go where the money is. Okay. Corporate gigs. That's, that's because they got the money. They got the money for comedy. That's where you want to be. And, uh, not that he work cleans because most corporate gigs, they want you to work clean because it's a business function. It's not a personal function. And, uh, Bobby, you know, he didn't work clean. He was known for uh, pushing the buttons there, but uh, but his style, I guess, his demeanor, his onstage presence, I guess, uh, his persona, you know, the way he acted, I guess that's what came across as this is the guy, you know, you'd want where I guess a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of stuff they did back in the day that was considered edgy, you know, nowadays considered tame. I mean, even Sam Kennison, I mean, he he, he changed comedy, man. He broke, broke, he did stuff people had never seen before. You know I mean? Nowadays it's considered pretty tame, but, but back then it was shock comedy because we had never heard nothing like it before. He shocked you the stuff he was talking about nowadays. So anything goes nowadays where, you know, back in the day you couldn't do that. So, uh, he was one of the guys, and so was Mr. Bobby Slayton. They didn't sell out, man. They kept who they were. They kept true. That's what I respect about Bobby the most. He didn't sell out. Uh, let's see. Uh, probably best known for his uh, being a part of the 2001 film Bandits. Uh, frequent uh, guest on the Adam Carolla Show, which I believe is the uh, number one podcast out there, the Adam Carolla Show. See, everybody thinks it's Joe Rogan. Well, Joe Rogan's up there. I still believe Adam's... Uh, Adam is pulling bigger numbers than Joe, I believe. But uh, I guess you wouldn't you wouldn't put him like A or B. You put him like one or one A or, you know, I mean they're, they're right there together. But uh, yeah, a lot of people said they thought they hit the the tip of their career until they did, you know, like a show like Joe Rogan's or Adam Carolla's, and then <laughs> that's a whole new audience, man. You're getting recognized. Yeah, so I'm on podcast, man. And uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe people are gonna be remembering. Uh, discussing these comics from the uh, Funny the Clown podcast, anything's possible. Uh, let's see, Bobby Slayton, he's known for his intense comedy, very intense guy on stage, uh, kind of, you know, never slows down, uh, re- really gets into what he's saying. And I've told people that before, you know, you can tell a joke or you can sell a joke, okay? Because you can't just, you're not, you're a comedian, you're not up there just to tell a joke, okay? You have to sell the joke, okay? You have to make the people believe that you're very passionate about what you're talking about. And uh, he's a guy for a very high level of passion about what he talks about. That's that's called uh, selling a joke and he sells it very well. 
does a rough style of comedy uh, where he complains a lot. He does a lot of insulting jokes and uh, tells, uh, you know, storytelling jokes about real life stuff that pisses him off or something. I call it pissed off comedy, okay, which uh, is my personal interpretation. But uh, I've been known to do a little bit of pissed off comedy myself because if a lot of things piss you off in life, what better way to, you know, deal with it than talk about it in your comedy routine. And we've said before, the real life stories are much funnier than anything you could make up. So. Uh, every day somebody pisses me off. So every day I got new material for my comedy routine. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll tell you one. Jeez, I manage a restaurant. That's what I do during the day at night. I do the stand-up comedy. And I had this guy call up. He says to me, can you tell me what the hell's taking my delivery so long? I've been waiting forever. So I look and I don't see his address. I'm like, you didn't place a delivery. He's like, oh, I didn't. Okay, well, can I can I order it now then? So, yeah, well, what the hell are you on, buddy? I got this is the shit I got to deal with. See, it's real life stuff you got to deal with. That pisses me off because I got better time things to do than deal with some idiot. Don't know if he ordered food or not, but uh, you know that's what you incorporate into your routine, just like Bobby did. Uh, uh, regular on uh, major radio shows, uh, the Howard Stern Show, of course, you all know uh, Kevin and Bean, uh, the uh, Tom uh, Lakers Show. Uh, Dave Shelley and Chainsaw, and I gotta say, I've never heard of the Dave Kelly and Chainsaw show, but uh, what a cool name, man, you know, because I get Dave and Kelly, but where does Chainsaw come in? I don't know, that's a, that's a catchy phrase right there, and you gotta wonder, uh, you know, I can see Dave and Kelly doing a show, but a guy named Chainsaw, how does he fit into the whole thing, or is that just like a, is that like a hype, there is no Chainsaw, maybe it's, cha I, I don't know, I don't know, but it's catchy. And that's what you look for in comedy, something catchy. Catchy, see, funny like a clown. That's catchy, okay? Catches right on. Well, Dave Shelley and Chainsaw, there's a radio show I'd listen to, and apparently Bobby, he's been on it. Um, let's see, it was in the uh, 1998 movie, The Rat Pack. Uh, the movie, The Mind of a Married Man, which, uh, <laughs> The Mind of a Married Man. There's, there's a another title right there. There's a movie I'd go see right there, because... What is in the mind of a married man? Because it all changes, man. It all changes when you get married, you know. I said, uh, geez, I posed a question once. If you don't want to be together and you don't want to be apart, what's that leave? I posted that on Facebook, or most of my friends put that marriage. That's what <laughs> you don't want to be together and you don't want to be apart. That's marriage. Uh, let's see. Uh, part of the uh, IFC TV show Marin and... Uh, Played a uh, comedian, TV comedian in the um, uh, TV movie Ed Wood. Uh, let's see. Uh, he was in Get Shorty with John Travolta. And yeah, I guess if you're working with John Travolta, that's pretty in the movies. That's uh, kind of at the top of your game right there. Sure, why not? Uh, talked about it before, voice work. Uh, we got voice work coming up. Uh, he was on Family Guy, a Dr. Katz professional therapist, which... I've never seen an episode of Dr. Katz, but uh, seems to be popping up more and more on this podcast. <sighs> yeah, yawn, baby. It's getting late. You know, what can I tell you, man? That's what I do. I'm, I'm a late night owl. I don't do that morning shit. I sleep in. I stay up late and I yawn, and that's what the hell I do. But uh, let's see. Uh, on TV's uh, The Tonight Show, and we've said, you know, back in the day, if you made it on The Tonight Show, you're a made comic. Nowadays, it's a cool thing, but it don't, don't necessarily make you made comic, but 
if you go to a comedy club and you're looking for work and they say, well, well what are your credits? What can I advertise? It's going to make me money. Huh? If you put down, you've been on the Tonight Show. Yeah, that's not a bad thing right there. Uh, let's see. He was on Politically Incorrect, uh, Comic Relief. That's one that I missed back in the day. Uh, Robin Williams, Whoopi Goldberg, and uh, Billy Crystal headlined that back in the day. Uh, that was uh, Raising Money for the Homeless. And uh, I guess the most thing I remember about it was uh, Robin and Sam Kennison were really good friends and Sam wanted to get on Comic Relief and Robin wouldn't go to bat for him, man. He didn't get him on there. So <laughs> on Sam's next album, he came out and said, fuck the homeless. If you live in America, you get every chance to make yourself in the world. And <laughs> I bought two homes to piss him off. <laughs> Where else are you going to go? Right? America's it. If you can't make it here, you're pretty much screwed. So <laughs> He, he let comic relief know when he thought of it right there, but I thought it was a cool venue for comics because, you know, back in the day, we didn't have 24-hour comedy, so when you saw something like comic relief, it was an extra avenue to, to, to watch some stand-up comedy. Uh, got his own HBO stand-up special, which, uh, which again, if you go into clubs, man, what do you got? I got my own HBO stand-up special. Boom, you're a paid comic right there. That's the difference from from doing a free set and doing a paid set right there. There's the differences in your credits. What can we tell people that'll sell tickets? Well, if you can sell me some tickets, then I can sell, just send you some money. Uh, let's see, put out uh, four CDs back in the day, which when you could put out CDs. And I guess, you know, you can still put them up, but they're not a common thing. It's not really making money on them. They're more of a, a promotional thing nowadays where... Back in the day, you put out a CD, you made 10 bucks on your CD, then put on a concert, you got 20 bucks to go see the concert. Well, nowadays, you got to give a free CD to get people interested in you, then you, you make your 20 bucks on the concert. So we had to meet people halfway, which, you know, back in the day, the artist, you know, they could make money on both ends, where now we've had to meet the consumer halfway and give you something to, for free to get you out to the show. It's more of a not a money-making piece. It's a promotional piece of CD nowadays, but a lot of comics ain't doing it, man. They don't put out CDs anymore. They're a thing of the past, and uh, it's the comedy special. When get, what's the next uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime or what's the next uh, place you can get on where everybody's at where they can see your special? You know where you can see mine on Vimeo.com. Go it up. Dennis Worth, the child support superhero. My, my comedy special is there. I think it's a buck 99 and for buck 99 you laugh for an hour and a half so uh hey you want to go check it out go check it out it's a great buy i'm very proud of the product that put out uh all right bobby slayton cd's raging bully in 1988 which uh i guess he's known for uh being a bully on stage so instead of raging bull he put the twist in there raging bully in 1998 uh i've come for your children in 2003 uh, built for destruction in 2006 and born to Bobby in 2010. <sighs> yeah, which 2010, that's kind of late to be in the era. Like I said, of putting out CDs. I mean, they're a thing of the past where I think it was, uh, what Napster with all the free downloading and geez, they said, all right, we'll start arresting people. You can't arrest everybody. You know, they got a law like if so many people are breaking a law that you ain't got enough jail cells to put them in and you can invoke this law and say, you know, we're not going to enforce that law right now because it's impossible to do so. So, I mean, pretty much that's what happened with downloading. I mean, so many people, even after they passed the law, you can't do it. So many people are still doing it that you couldn't possibly arrest everybody. So you just can't stop it. Even if it's illegal, people are still doing it. So, uh, Let's see. Uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal um, said Slayton's refusal to compromise his act makes him uh, worth a special trip to go see. So 
that ain't, hey, what's going on tonight, baby? Bobby Slayton's playing. Let's go see him. It's say, when is Bobby Slayton's uh, playing? We're going to set our, uh, our night to go see him because he's that good. You know why? Because he didn't sell out. He stayed true to what he did. And uh, I had that happen, man. I was They call it a role in comedy when uh, – when you do so many shows in a row that you just start to get in a flow with your set where you just, every word comes out, you know, where you're going to get those instead of hoping to get laughs, you know, you're going to get them. And I, I was doing so many shows at this point where I, I just got on a roll. I was really crushing it every night. It was a great, great feeling. And uh, I worked with a comic friend of mine, you know, a good friend of mine. I love the guy, but he always asks, you know, he asked the people, well, do you want us to work clean or dirty tonight? And it's like most people, if you ask, nobody wants to come on. Man, I'd come on and say, yeah, dirty. I love dirty comedy. But most people are going to shy away and say, well, we're clean. Just because it's it's a, it's an uncomfortable question to ask somebody. Nobody wants to say, yeah, I want to see you do a dirty act. I mean, obviously, they're going to take the high road. And even if that's what they want to say, we're clean. And not that I work dirty, but I don't work crystal clean. And certainly, I had some odd subjects and stuff. So, and it's like before every show, he'll ask, you know, want us to work clean or dirty? I'm like, well, why do you think they know how to do comedy better than you? You're the guy putting on the show. They hired you to do comedy. Now you're asking them how to do comedy. You're the guy. Don't ask them if they just go up there and make them laugh. I don't care if it's dirty or clean. As long as you're getting a laugh, that's funny. And I don't know. I hit one of his shows one night and he told me, dude, you got to work clean. You got to work clean. And I wasn't comfortable up there because instead of just letting my act flow like I did when I was on the roll, I had to think about what I was saying and think about, you know, is this going to offend him? Which if you offend him, he may not book me again. So I'm losing money. So I don't want to lose work, but I don't want to compromise who I am as a comic either. And uh, the next day I had some guy shooting his mouth up, man, I seen you last night. You weren't really that funny. And it was like, I thought, yeah, because you didn't see my act because I was given limitations before the show, which the consumer don't know, which they don't know I'm given limitations before the show. And I swore that night I, I would never sell out again. I'd never, you know, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down for who I am. I'm not going to, you know, sell it to somebody's rules. And I'd rather work less shows and do what I do than work more shows and have to sell out to, you know, to get the corporate gig. I got to work clean or do something I don't want to do or be who, not be who I am. Or I never want to feel that level of uncomfort on stage again. When I get up there, I want to be comfortable in what I'm doing because that's the only way you can be a great comic. And if you got to think about it, I just saw what Top Gun 2 Maverick. Very good. I didn't think they could pull off a a good sequel, but they did. And uh, one of the lines in there, he's like, you know, when you, you fly in the plane, you know, you think too much. Don't think, don't think. It's the same thing in comedy. You're up there, you don't want to think, man. You just want to go up there and roll with comedy. And, uh, so hats off to Bobby Slate for not selling out, man, because uh, you may work less, man, but I'll tell you what, you get to be you and being you, that's what's going to get you further than if you, if you sell out and, and work clean. And most people do sell out because that's where the money is. And you know, I've always said, if you're in comedy to make money instead of make people laugh, you're enough for the wrong reasons right there. So, uh, but that's what makes this guy a must-see act. Uh, he was on Home Improvement with Tim Allen. Uh, here's one. I mean, Woody Allen. If you get to work with Woody Allen, that's like saying, I, I worked with Martin Scorsese or George Lucas or, you know, so some great, I mean, just Woody Allen, one of the top names ever in the business. And, uh, he was on Amazon TV's uh, Crisis in Six Seasons. Uh, that's Woody Allen's new project. And apparently Bobby get to get on. That's just awesome. Uh, 
um, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, you know, uh, I mean, just, just, these are the names you'd want to, well, Woody Allen, he's up there in the top five. There were five names in the business you'd want to work with. Who are they? Francis Ford Coppola, Martin Scorsese, and damn it, Woody Allen's right in the top five somewhere there. George Lucas, all the, all the great names of our generation that gave us movies that our generation, you know, lived and died on and bated breath to go see these movies. So, now, remember Andrew Dice Clay said he got to work with Woody Allen. He said, to this day, I can't believe I got to work with the guy. I mean, just such a genius in the work he did. Uh, let's see. I've uh, been a guest on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, if you want to go way, way back, okay. Uh, he was in 1987. He was on one of the Young Comedian specials, which that's those are the specials that broke, you know, Roseanne Barr, Sam Kennison, Andrew Dice Clay, uh, just all the Tim Allens, uh, you know, I mean, again, Bobby Slayton, uh, even Lenny Clark, a local Boston legend. He was on one of the young comedian specials back in the day. I mean, you can put your name on one of those. Those were like the original, you know, up and coming comics that Rodney Dangerfield handpicked, you know, to give us the next generation of comedy, which Rodney, he's one of the top five godfathers of our generation comedy in my book anyway. So, and I said, I've said it so many times on this podcast, as much as he gave us in comedy, he gave, he gave us even more, giving us the next generation of comedy. He brought up all the big names, man. Didn't forget where he came from, so that was always cool. Uh, I was in Dream Girls in 2006. Can't say I've seen Dream Girls, but I didn't know it was a popular movie. And uh, Bobby Slayton, man, gained himself the name The Pitbull of Comedy. And uh, I guess that's uh, how he's brought up on stage. And they say, uh, who was it? New York Post said uh, one time, he's rude, he's crude, but he's endearing. So <laughs> you're rude, crude, and endearing, then I guess you're pulling it off right there. Because most people who are rude and crude are assholes. But if you can be rude and crude, but still be endearing, then damn it, that's what you shoot for in comedy. And I guess what did Bobby teach us, man, is like, don't sell out. That's what he taught comedy. Be who you are. You know, if you got if you got to work less, work less. But damn it, be who you are, and that's when you, you're going to give your best comedy. Not when you're going to think about it, but when you're just up there being you, because that's what comedy's all about. You just got to be you. That's why the real life stuff is so much more funny because it's what actually happened. You're not making it up. I mean, yeah, you can make up some stories, you can make up some routines. They're funny as heck, but the real life stuff—that's what cracks you up, and it's what's going to crack the audience up too. So. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you're learning something, man. If you want to be a comedian and you want to explore the history of comedy, this is the place to do it. Funny Like a Clown podcast, man. I'm your host, Dennis Worth. And uh, no matter who your favorite comedian was, Demma, I got a fact about him that you probably did not know. Unless you're like a hardcore. Believe in me, man. I'm hardcore Sam Kennison. I think I've spent crazy money collecting his stuff. I've, I've studied his career so much. And every now and then I'll pop up some fact about the guy I didn't even know. So... Hey, if you want to learn some stuff about being a good comedian, if you're just interested in your favorite comedian, you're just interested in comedy, this is the place to be, baby. Funny Outcome Podcast. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tune us in. We're going through the roof. Till next time. I love you guys, and thanks for just uh, letting me be, be here on the podcast. Good night. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.